Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. change I feel inside how I want to give you everything I am every moment of my life so don't let me compromise don't let the spirit hide deep inside I want to follow you travel
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for this evening and the opportunity that we have in you to serve you and to do your will. Lord, we ask for your guidance and your great help in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tonight, I'm sharing about prayer. Amen. Because prayer is very important. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Sound on stage. Now, tonight, I'm sharing with you about praying for sinners. How many know that praying for sinners is very important? God wants us to pray for sinners and people who are not saved, right? Now, if you read the Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. God wants us to first of all, Right, pray for the kingdom of God to come and for his will to be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So, it is important that we should realize that things that are spiritual come before things that are physical. Amen. So, when you want to become a prayerful person, one of the first things you must accept to do and to be is to be someone who learns to pray about spiritual things. Many Christians are not praying about spiritual things, except the pastors, maybe. But as an ordinary Christian, you must learn to have spiritual topics. Okay? You see, one of the things that we must realize is that on earth there are many things that make a person happy. Amen. There are many things that make a person happy. And there are many things that could have made you happy that you don't have. Do you understand? And there are many things that could have made you happier than you are that you will never have also. Are you with me? If you read the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. You see right there the devil taketh him up, all right? When Jesus had fasted for 40 days and nights, he was afterward hungry, all right? And then the tempter came to him and said, 
If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. All right? Are you there? But he answered and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then verse 11, the Bible says, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. What do you think they ministered to him? Huh? Essentials. Provisions. What he needed. Isn't it? Because Jesus was starving. He was really hungry. Is that not so? And so the angels came along and brought him the very thing that he was looking for. That the devil had offered him a few minutes ago. Amen. Are you there? So, I want you to see something. You see, when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, he was really telling us, he was telling the devil that, look, even if I have this bread, if I, even if I have the bread, I'm not going to be so happy. Do you get what I'm saying? He was telling the devil, even if I have the bread, I'm still not going to be so happy. I'm going to need more things. Because I, and he was, he, was, he was also agreeing with the devil that the bread is nice and that he, he wanted bread and that he needed bread. But he, he knew something more that even if he had the bread, he would still need something more. And he would still not be able to live happily as everybody wants to live happily. When you say man shall not live, it's also saying man shall not have life. Or man shall not have a happy life. Or man shall not have an abundant life only with bread as you are tempting me to have this bread. Are you, are you understanding what I'm trying to say? So, you may be sitting there saying, if I could have a visa to America, I would be very okay in my life. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to marry an American. I'll do this. I'll marry an unbeliever. I'll tell a lie. I'll do this. All those are the devil saying, do this. But what, what you see, you have to know that, yes, it's true, it's nice to go to America. But, even after I get to America, I will need more things. I will need more things. 
It's not only bread that I need. As you are tempting me for this bread, it's not only bread that I need. Man shall not live by bread alone. The key word is alone. It's not only that one that makes you happy. Are you with me? So the temptation of Satan for all of us is to fixate our eyes on something we don't have that we feel like. And then we believe strongly that when I have that thing, eh, I'll be okay. But when you look at the people who have that thing that you don't have, you realize that they need that thing plus more things. And the more things that they don't have has mulliganized all that temptation that they went to follow. Are you with me? Yeah. Because you may be there saying, Lord, if I can get a rich man to marry, that's all. But woman shall not have a happy life by a rich man alone. After you have the rich man, eh? You need more things to make you happy. I'm telling you. That's why there are people that are married to rich men. And they are very, very sad. So as the devil is fixating you on certain things. eh, Let it be in your mind the wisdom of Jesus. How he talked to the devil. He said, I agree. If I have this one, it would, have been ni- it would be nice. But I will need many more things which you have not brought also. Wow. You want so badly to have a child. But a woman or a man is not happy only with having a child. If you have a child, there are many... Look. Uh, I can show you a lot of people who are very unhappy with the children that they have. As they have the children, they are not happy people. You see them cursing and saying so many things. I have to... I've given birth with you. Four. Five. Look at you, how you have become. Hmm? If you hadn't given birth, it would have been better. And, and people who have a lot of children, many times they have a lot of quarrels. It's true. Because each child is a topic. Someone says, I want to marry a pastor. Oh, Lord. I want to marry a man of God. This is my vision. Jehovah, yen and hoda. (laughs) 
Lord, I want a man of God, a man of integrity, a man of the spirit, a man of anointing, a man of visions, a man of dreams, a man of the spirit. Lord, send him to me, I pray. But I tell you that it is, there are many more things apart from that that you need to actually have a happy life apart from having the man of God as your husband. Many, many more things that you need in addition to that man of the spirit whom you have. Ask those who are married to the man of the spirit whether they are happy. Whether they don't need other things in addition to being married to the man of the spirit. Are you listening? Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I wish I had married a gown woman, Lord. I would have had my kinky and fish, Lord. I would have been satisfied, Lord. This woman that I've married every day for when I've been quiet, Lord. But there are more things than kinky and fish. I'm telling you. There is more than that. You, you, you may be happy with the kinky. But I tell you, there are other things that also make you happy. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, there are so many things that are needed to just make us ha- have a good life. That the devil fixates us every week or every month, every year. There is a new fixation. When you are not married, it's, I have to be married. When you don't have a child, I have to have a child. When you have a child, my child must go to Montessori. <laughs> when your child goes to Montessori, my child must go to international school. Hey! Now your child goes to the international school. Now you want your business, you want this to happen, you want, this, you want to do this. So every day there is something new. And he, the devil will keep on. And you, each one you have, you, you realize what Jesus said is true. That it's true. It is nice, but it's not the only thing. There's another one and another. So there are too many things to follow. So we have decided not to follow anything again. Except the word of God. Except but by the word of God. Only by the word of God. Wow. So those of you who are married and are looking outside and say, Oh Lord, I should have seen this one earlier. Because I'm seeing certain qualities that I didn't get in my choice. Remember that it's true, it's nice. One day I, I talked to a, a, a brother who has married two wives. The first one died and the second one came. So I asked him of the two wives. Which one do you prefer? Because he had married them for about the same length of time. 
that the two wives, one, section one, and then section two. <laughs> As I asked him, which one did you prefer? He said, it depends on the area. It depends on the area. <laughs> it depends on the area of marriage. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, if it comes to sex, the second one is better than the first one. <laughs> he said the second one has more energy she has more aerobics she has more gymnastics she has more life I said wow but remember that man shall not live by aerobics alone so I said when it comes to which other areas he said oh, in terms of the ministry the ministry I said which one do you prefer so, I think I prefer the first one in terms of the church I prefer the first one then I said what other area I said in terms of peace in terms of peace of mind each, each area, you say one. Is it, is it number one or number two? So number two, number one, number one, number two. Hey! In terms of peace of mind. I said, which one do you prefer? I, said, I prefer number one. Number one, more peaceful. Peaceful. Number two is quarreling with the members. Fighting this one, fighting this one. Hey! So he has discovered practically that man shall not only live by aerobics, and man shall not only live by peace. Because he has peace, but no show. <laughs> Wow. So there are too many things that the devil is throwing in front of us. And he's telling us, you only need this. You only need this. You only need money. You only need money. You only need a car. You only need a house. You only need a wife. You only need a man of God. You only need a pastor. You only need a businessman. You only need a rich man. You only need a rich woman. Man shall not only live by a rich woman. Hmm. So from today, when the devil is tempting you, tell him, tell him that it's not only that that I need. I need more things than that. Oh. I need other things. I need it, but I need more. Hey! So I'm giving this as a background because I'm talking to you about prayer. And I'm encouraging you to pray for spiritual things. Because the things on earth that you may think you need, actually... You need so many that you can never be happy. 
So you better start focusing your attention on spiritual things. Amen. All right. So that two keys, or if you like, three keys to praying for sinners. All right. It's the first key, if you like, if you want to have three points, I can give you three. It's to pray most of your prayers about spiritual things. Spiritual things to do with God's kingdom and God's work. Most of the time. Don't pray for yourself. Don't spend a time, oh, Lord, give me this, give me that, give it. No. Give yourself to pray for God's work. Bible says when Job prayed for those three two known brothers who came to persecute him about all his problems, that it was because God was punishing him. When Job came, prayed for his friends, Bible said God turned he Job's captivity. Amen. So the captivity of Job was turned not by Job praying for himself, but by Job praying for his friends. So learn, and you can see the verses up there, Job 42 verse 10. Learn to pray for the kingdom and for spiritual things and for other people. And all Christians must grow. Do you understand? Because sometimes what we are even praying for is a temptation that Satan is hanging in front of our face and telling you that you need this, you need this. You should have told him by now that I I need more than that. I need more than that to be happy. So I, I'm, I can't follow that thing. Because I need more things. What you are offering me, I'll need more. All those who have become powerful under this government, NDC, you, you will need more than four years of power to be happy in life. You need more than four years. And every, every even... You need, you need much more than four years of prosperity. Life involves so much more than the little, little targets which Satan throws before us. Yeah. These are little, little goals. But we need to lift up our eyes and see beyond. Amen. The second thing that is necessary is for us to bind the strong man, all right, in relation to the kingdom of darkness, right? Now, if you turn with me to Matthew chapter 12, it says in verse 29, How can someone enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. Amen. Now, this is a very important scripture, all right, concerning praying for sinners. The need to bind the strong man who has captured the hearts of the people. So we need to learn to bind Satan and bind the demons that have blinded 
the eyes of people. Now, Satan is not going to easily give up his, what do you call it? He's not going to easily give up his people. Amen. Amen. If you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, and we read verse number 10. All right, what does it say? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now notice what he says in verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Are you there? All right. Now, when we as Christians are praying, we are supposed to wrestle with evil spirits. Now, why would you wrestle with evil spirits if you are just praying for yourself? That's why the first step is learn how to pray for people that are bound in darkness. Christians must pray, must spend time praying to bind the devil. I know a man who was binding the prince of a certain religion for 70 days fasting. And he died after the 70th day of the fast. He just died. I met a pastor in India. He was telling me that this man was binding the prince of that religion. That is all that he was doing. He was fasting and binding the prince of a certain religion. And he, he, said, he said he met, he, said, he told me he's my friend. He said, he, I went to the airport to meet him. Now, he had been fasting for about 40 days. He wasn't drinking. So I said, I took him a bottle of water at the airport. I gave him water to drink. I said, drink the water. You must drink this water. And he forced the man to drink the water. And after about 70 days, I think he was fasting for about 80 days, binding the power of that prince. And after 70 days, he, he, he just died. Yeah. Now, you see, there are, this was a very prayerful man. I've read some of his books. Very powerful man of God. Yeah. Uh, if you are going to, we are going to win souls, we need to spend time binding the powers and the princes. You see, they are written up there. The, the list is there. It said, against principalities. Principalities are local territory spirits. The territorial spirits are different in each location. So it is easier to be saved in certain places than others. Yeah, it's easier to be saved. You go somewhere, you can serve God easily. You go somewhere, you can preach easily. You go somewhere, it is more difficult. For instance, if you compare the atmosphere at the University of Ghana and the atmosphere at the University of Science and Technology. UST has a more uh, spiritual atmosphere. Everybody's more spiritual, good spiritual and bad spiritual, are freely operating. All right? We just came from a crusade. We had 1,800 people give their life to Christ on one, on one of the days. Yeah. So... In two nights, 3,500 students gave their life to Christ. That's a lot of people. Amen. 
And some of them were sitting at the back, skeptical and all that. But when the preaching started, and they became quiet, and then they came to give their life to Jesus. All right. Whereas the University of Ghana has a more skeptical attitude. They are more like, don't believe in so many things, dignified type of people. But it's more like the real world. So you find out that it's because of the prince that is over, the principality that is over that campus. Yeah. So it's, it's different. And if, if I, can almost, I can almost tell students who come from Legon and students who come from Tech. I can almost tell the difference when I talk to them. They are just different. Yeah. And you find those from Legon last longer in the ministry because they, they are trained in normally how life is. Life is made up of human beings who don't believe a lot of things, skeptical, opposed to many things. Are you with me? And so principalities, they rule. So if you go to a certain area, a lot of things can happen to you there, but it's because of the principality on the area. And so you need to bind the principalities and then the powers, the influencing powers of, on people's lives. You need to bind these powers. They are real entities that are existing. You, you, if your eyes were to open, you'll be surprised at the things you would see. You know? That's why we have to speak in tongues a lot. Because the Bible says, it sounds like nonsense. How be it in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. Because in the spirit realm, there are, there are people. There are people. There are people walking around. There are people walking around in the spirit. There are if your eyes could open now, you would see people here. You'd be surprised. In the book of Revelation, the Bible says, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon three frogs, three spirits like frogs. So they are spiritual. They are obviously not physical frogs. They are spiritual frogs. They are spiritual frogs. One time I was lying on my bed, and when I turned to my right, there was a monkey sitting on my bedside, on my wooden bedside table in my room. And suddenly, I jumped and it was gone because it was a word of, it was a, a manifestation of the gift of descending of spirits. So I suddenly saw into the spirit realm and saw this monkey sitting by my side. And there was a reason why it was there. It was a revelation. God showed it to me. There was a man who was on admission in a hospital in, a, in America. And he was dying. He was dying from his lungs had, his lungs had collapsed and so many things. Actually, he had actually died and come back. Whilst he was lying in the hospital, suddenly a man came in. This, is a, this, was, this man was an atheist until this time. A man came in to the room and asked him, how are you? How are you? He said the man was wearing white canvas shoes and blue trousers and so on. Normal looking. So he thought the man was a doctor. He said as soon as the man opened the door and came in, the, the room sort of seemed to be a little brighter. There was no light, but it seemed brighter. And the man came up to him on the bed and said, how are you? How are you doing? Okay, he said, oh. He told him, you are going to be okay. Um, anyway, if you don't see me, I'll be, I'll be around. I'll be sorting things out. And everything's going to be all right. And then he opened the door and he walked out. When he walked out, the, the brightness just came down. 
So immediately he called for the nurse and asked, who was, who was that doctor? And then the nurse said, there's no doctor here. I'm sitting outside here. No doctor has come here. Yeah. And this man survived the six weeks of in between life and death and came up. Because you see, an angel was a, probably an angel. The angels, some, some angels look so exactly like human beings that you'll be surprised that this is an angel. That's why the Bible says, and I will send my angel before thee. To help you. In, in Psalms, he says, and, and the Lord will send his angel to accompany you, to assist you in whatever he's sending you to do. A lot of things that angels operate in the physical human realm as though they were human beings. So there are a lot of spirits. There are horses. There are spiritual horses. There are spiritual horses. You need, you need to know how to ride horses in the spirit. You see, the Bible says, in the spirit, how be it? Is that so? As soon as you start to speak in town, Makatalaba Shaba, you, you go into that realm. Bible says, I saw a pale horse, and the rider on the horse was called Death. Yeah. And I saw a red horse. I saw a white horse. I saw a black horse. There are horses with riders. If only your eyes could be open. Yeah. This same man I was talking about, he said that throughout the six week period, whilst he was lying in the bed, people would come in. He said, he said, what had happened? It seemed that something had happened and he was able to see. He said, everybody who came in seemed to have some creatures around him. Some had bad creatures and some had good creatures. They were like moving around with the people. I tell you. And these are powers. They sit on shoulders. They encourage. They push. They provoke. They stimulate. It's called powers. So you'll be preaching to somebody as a power is pushing the person away from God. Yeah. So if you're going to pray for sinners, you must recognize that they are under the influence of powers. Yeah. And, and they're under the influence of the area. Look, if you meet a, a standard white man from Western Europe, he has a standard song that he will sing. He will say he doesn't believe in God. If there was God, why should all these things happen? There's no God. There's no, they have some lines, about seven sentences that they say. You can write it for them before they start speaking. If you know them, it's the same because they've lived under that principality. The principality that says there's no God and that you should depend on yourself and that they haven't done anything wrong to anybody and that they don't believe and they will take the chance and they don't believe in God and everything is up to they have sentences seven of them that they say seven sentences one day I saw a Ghanaian I met him in my mother's house I think he's a half caste from half and he had lived abroad when he started speaking I said oh let me finish for you and I told him you have lived abroad for a long time look at what you are saying you have lived abroad so you now speak you speak as though there is no God you are, you are falling away from the knowledge of God. You are forsaking God, taking him out of your mind. It's because you, were, you had the opportunity to live in Europe. That is, that is why you are, you are talking like this. So, there are powers. And then the most important when it comes to praying for sinners is the rulers of the darkness. You see, we are called the light of the world. We are, when it says, you are the light of the world, I'm the light of the world, you are the light of the world. Jesus said, as long as he's here, he's the light. But the Bible says, you are the light of the world. So there is the darkness of the world, which is Satan, uh, which is uh, unbelievers. They are the dark, the, and, and they are rulers of the darkness. They rule the unbelievers. No, 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 no. Why do you think nations are the way they are? 
Satan is ruling through people. That's why we need to pray for our heads of state and our ministers. Satan is ruling through them. He's telling them, don't, don't do this. Don't repair the water. There should be no water. Satan wants us to be without water in, in, in Accra. So he rules to the minister of water and sewage to cut off the water in the air. No lights. No water. I'm robbers. All these things. For the ordinary people. Like a rich country like Ghana without money. A rich country like Ghana. Yeah, without money. The Bible, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it says that, and everyone born in his kingdom shall be poor. It's like everyone born in that kingdom will be poor. You can find and put it up on the thing. For out of prison he cometh to reign, whereas also he that is born in his kingdom becometh poor. That's a person who has been in bondage before and he becomes a head of state or a ruler. Everybody born in his kingdom will be poor. He cometh out of prison to reign. Many African leaders are like this. They've come out of their prisons where they have been in poverty and difficulty for years. And they came out and they are now the ruler and everybody under them will be a poor person. It's a standard picture. And then the final one is spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm sure those are advanced ones. So every Christian must bind the devil when praying for unbelievers. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I have a very clever man up there. The Bible says that for the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them so that they should, the lest in case the light of the gospel of Christ should shine. So the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded people. So there are demons sitting on people with their hands like this. Like this. Blinded their eyes because there's light shining. When you are preaching, there's light shining in the spirit. One day, a certain guy came to stay in my house from the village. He was a newly employed house boy. Early in the morning, he packed his things. He said he's leaving. Early in the morning, he said there was a very bright light. A very bright light. He cannot stay here. He cannot stay here. Hey! Lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine upon them. Lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine upon them and they should be saved. So that is why we, we see a lot of people are not being saved because we are not praying for them. We are just inviting them to church, but we are not praying for them and binding Satan and binding the God of this world. Yeah. I said, oh, come to Lighthouse. Will you come to Lighthouse? Will you come to Lighthouse? Will you come to my church? Come to Presby, come to Lighthouse, come to this, come to that. That's all that we do now. But we don't bind it. We, we are not spiritual. We are not spiritual. We don't pray for sinners. We have to know how to pray for sinners and pray for them and speak in the spirit and enter the spirit realm and intercede for the lives of our family members and our, our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our neighbors, those who we are staying with, anybody that we come in contact with. Yes, prayer, prayer, miracle working prayer, prayer, intercession, fighting in the spirit for things to take place. Are you listening to me? 
So the first key is to learn to pray for spiritual things and things that are not just what the devil is dangling in front of you and saying, you need this. You just tell him, I need it and I need more things. Do have all. Since you don't have all, I can't take this one. When I take it, I'll not be happy. The second is to bind the strong man. And the last point is to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. In Matthew chapter 9, at the end, 36, down. You see what Jesus said? He said, go to 36, please. He said, but when he saw the multitudes, hey, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. First of all, if you don't even see the multitude that are in need of Christ, how can you even pray for them? And you see, that's what I'm saying, that Jesus was moved with compassion. But what, what is moving your feelings? You, what feelings are you having? You're having feelings for women, feelings for men, feelings for food, feelings for going abroad, feelings for political power, feelings for everything except something spiritual. But God is saying, we should have feelings for people who are not saved because they are scattered as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, as for the, the harvest, it is plenty. But laborers, workers are few. So this is the next way to pray for sinners. is to pray, verse 38, which says, pray. This is, Jesus told us, this is a topic. Pray, therefore, for the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into his harvest. In other words, everybody can be saved if there is a laborer who is sent to that particular person. So we should pray for God to send somebody into the lives of people that we know. Amen. You see, when we say we are praying for a sinner, you must know that you are praying for something specific. And that's why I'm talking about praying for sinners. Last week, I was sharing with you about praying for the government or the leaders and those that are in authority. Today, I'm talking about praying for unbelievers, people who don't know God. And we have to bind the devil. And we have to pray. Look, there are people when you preach to them, never mind you. There is somebody who is anointed to minister to that person. And that person, when that person goes, the person will listen. So even sometimes parents, you see that your child, no one, you as a parent, may not be anointed even to lead your child to Christ. But God will anoint somebody with a laborer. A laborer, he will anoint the person to deal with your child for you. Wow. That's why when you see people who keep their children away from church and take their children for ballet dancing and violin lessons and take their children for every secular activity except church, they don't know that they are killing themselves. One day their child will grow up and they will wonder, is this my child that I brought forth? As your child will come and tell you that he's now a man who's going to marry a man. Hmm.
Sometimes when I'm ministering to people's children, give me volume on my mic, please. Sometimes when I'm ministering to people's children, I can see the anointing on my life for the, for the children. Anything I say, they do. If I say move, they move. If I say come, they come. If I say pray. If I say pray in tongues, they pray. But there have been people trying to tell them these things. It has never worked. But God anointed me for them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? God anointed me for somebody's child. Wow, 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 wow. So you, you must be open with your children so that they are exposed to people who God has sent into their lives. Yeah. Some, of, some people are so enclosed with their children. I don't want anyone, I don't my child, oh, come, come home, come home, come, come like that. When God has anointed people for your children, I tell you, they will listen. When they say, jump, they will jump. Say, sit down, sit down. Up, down, sit down. Meanwhile, your father used to tell you all those same things. You don't listen to them. Yeah. When I'm in my first life church, people, I sometimes talk with them. They say, all this is our father told us. We never, it's when you say we are doing it. You don't know why. Because I'm anointed. I'm, I'm a laborer that has been anointed and sent for those children. Yes. Yes. And the same way, I believe that God will also anoint some people for my children. And God will anoint somebody for you. And somebody who cannot be saved, pray. God, God will raise up someone. So pray, Lord, send somebody into his life. 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 Send a laborer. Send a laborer. Send a laborer. Yeah, God, send somebody. 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 Send a laborer. Jesus said, pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest. The owner of the harvest. The owner of the harvest. The owner of the harvest of souls. Pray that the owner of the harvest will, will send laborers. Raise up laborers workers to come and be preachers. Oh, how shall, they, how shall they be saved if there is no preacher? No one can be saved or helped unless a laborer goes. So today I'm giving you some keys. Three simple keys. Be a spiritual prayer topic person. Almost all your topics should be spiritual. When you start praying, I'm praying for souls. I'm praying for people to be saved. I'm praying for this, for more to come. I'm binding the prince of darkness over the Kodesh and over where your church is. I'm binding the princes and the powers. Yes. There is a prince of Adenta. Yeah. There is a prince. There is a prince of Koligono. It's a prince of Kaneshi. And you see, each area is different. Oh. See, the things that are happening in the areas are all different. It's because the principalities are all different. Even on the roads, you see, there are places for accidents. One day, somebody had a vision. He saw a skeleton. A skeleton standing. Two skeletons standing by the roadside, holding a calabash with blood. To receive the blood of buses, people that are passing by a certain junction on the Kumasi Road. Yeah. Skeletons standing there with a calabash to drink the blood. Now, if you look at the Kumasi Road carefully, you will see that there are certain places that are known for accidents. In fact, at a point, they even write accident zone. Accident zone. Sometimes they make sign of accident. You don't, when you look at the road, you will not know why. Yeah. 
12 people perished here. 10 people died here. 36 people died here. Hey! And it's repetitive. 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 These are principles. Zonal spirits. May your eyes open. I say, may your eyes... Even if your eyes don't open, you have the Bible. It's giving you... Is giving you a guidance plan. And that is why so much of your prayers must be in the spirit. In the spirit. I was teaching on Sunday about what it means to pray in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Now I'm talking about praying for sinners. Prayer, 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 prayer. We must pray more. Pray. Jesus said, pray in case. In case. In case you fall into temptation, pray. God will guide us. God will help us. When I wake up, I would like to be praying. Second Peter 3, verse 8 and 9. Very wonderful scriptures. It's showing the heart of God. He said, Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand days. Next one, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but it's long suffering toward all men, not willing that anyone should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. This is the will of God, you know. And the Bible says, if we know that we pray according to His will, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. So let us pray and pray for sinners, and God is going to bless us. Stand to your feet. Now, some of us, when we go to heaven, you know, one, one brother came and t- shared something scary. He said that, look, he had a vision. He saw somebody had gone to hell, and the person was shouting his name. And he was shouting his name. If his name was Kofi, he said, Kofi didn't tell me. Kofi didn't tell me. Kofi didn't tell me. Kofi didn't tell me. Hey. Mercy, Lord. Lift your hand and just speak a word of prayer as we close. Father, thank you for the great gift you've given to us. Thank you, Lord, for your powerful, powerful blessing in our life today. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We honor you. We love you. Just, just speak a word for every, listen, for every unbeliever you know. Any, anyone, maybe it's a half-hearted Christian. Or you can't even tell whether the person is really a believer. Lord, grant, grant deliverance. Grant deliverance. Grant deliverance. We bind the spirit of blackness and darkness and blindness that has afflicted our loved ones. Our children, our relatives, our aunties, our mothers, our uncles, our neighbors. Let the salvation light of the gospel shine. Send, oh Lord, the laborers into the lives of our loved ones and of many, 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 many all around us who claim to be Christians but are not Christians. Thank you, Father, for the great blessing that you have given to us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And as every head is bowed this evening and every eye closed if you are here today don't know jesus as your savior you want to give your life to god 
I don't know, maybe someone invited you. But in your heart, you know that you are not a believer. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, Pastor, help me to know God today. I will help you. I will help you. I will pray with you. I'll help you to know Jesus tonight. If you are here like that, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. I want you to help me and pray with me. Lift up your right hand. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high so I can see your hand. Pastor, I want to know Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. Pray for me. I don't want to die and go to hell. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, come to me in the front right now. Come from where you are standing and I'm going to pray with you. Father, we thank you for the grace and the anointing to pray for sinners that they may know you. We thank you, dear Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Look at these two little ones coming to give their lives to Jesus. God bless you. Stand right there. Just stand here. Okay. Say this prayer with me. Show them what to do. Wow. Whatever I pray, pray it after me, okay? Say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today, I receive you as my Savior, my Lord, my Master. Have mercy, Lord, on me. I open my heart. Come into my heart. Save my life. Wash my sins away. From today, I believe in Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.